the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and start your engines. This is You Ought to Know with Dave Stahl. With 30-plus years of automotive experience, Dave is here to educate you on everything from repairing your vehicle to the latest industry news and trends. If it's automotive, Dave covers it. It's time for You Ought to Know with Dave Stahl on The Answer San Diego. All right, folks. Welcome to the You Ought to Know show, FM 961 AM 1170, The Answer. This hour is brought to you by Southwest Point of Sale. If you've got a little liquor store, grocery store, or business with cashiers, and you're having trouble keeping the body behind the register, well, you need to go to self-checkout. Who does it better? Southwest Point of Sale. Give Jeff or Mark a call at 800-540-2149. They'll come out to your location, and if their system hooks up with their system, you'll be hooked up for less than what you'd pay for a register. And the bonus, you get seven-day-a-week, 24-hour-a-day service. If you're open, they're open. Go to southwestpos.com, southwestpos.com. Do me a favor, tell me you heard it right here on KCBQ. San Diego Propane. Man, I'm telling you, if you live in East County and you're looking for a better deal than what you're getting with your propane provider, go to sd-propane.com, sd-propane.com, 619-460-1705. And then, of course, Hot Rods and Custom Stuff, 2324 Auto Parkway in Escondido. Go to hotrodscustomstuff.com, 760-745-1170. All your hot rod needs in one place. All right, this will be the second interview I've done with Robert Nagel. He's a stunt coordinator for Ford versus Ferrari and now the movie Ferrari. So if you want to hear some more insight, take a listen. Okay, folks, three more days and actually four more days, whatever. Monday, Christmas Day, Ferrari will be in theaters. I already looked locally and I've already reserved my tickets. Because I am going to go see the movie. I got Robert Nagel on the line. He's just, he's the uh, stunt coordinator. And you were nice enough to send me some uh, clips on how these cars were built, dude. You it, that tore <laughs> my heart out to know that you built them, and the ones you built in metal are going to be destroyed. Yes. Yes. I mean, yeah, the aluminum body ones were, we, we did that intentionally for, to wreck them because it, it needs to look real. Sure. Uh, but at the end of the day, all of them will be crushed. All of them? All of them. Uh, you don't even get to keep one? <laughs> <laughs> I tried to fit it in my pocket. <laughs> you know, by watching that clip, I swear that could be a company built, you know, you, you see uh, you know, all the Cobra replicas. Right. Those could be replicas and make money with them. Yeah, Ferrari has a thing about copying their cars. <laughs> yeah, They're very uh, touchy about that. Now, what engines, What en- I mean, you didn't use Ferrari engines, did you? 
No, I, I would love to have. Um, but no, we use a contemporary uh, as a four-cylinder. It's a supercharged four-cylinder. makes about 340 horsepower. That's enough for me. Well, considering the cars weigh 1,800 pounds, it's a lot of horsepower. <laughs> oh, my God. You must have the time of your life. I swear. Somebody's got to do it, Dave, you know? Yeah, all right. <laughs> Listen to you. How many times do you pinch yourself a day? When you know doing this, I mean, you have to. Oh my God, I can't even believe it. Pretty much every morning I get up. <laughs> yeah, I would say so. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So, so for people that you know, this is the second interview I'm doing it with Robert. Kind of give us a background. What is this story about? Is it about Enzo Ferrari? Is it about his manufacturing, or is it all of the above? It's all of the above. It's just it it's it's a you know it's a quick snapshot in uh, in the life of Enzo Ferrari, where he's battling to keep his company alive. He's trying to keep his his family you know together, and at the same time uh, win races, which is that's his his whole focus in life is to win races. And it's hard to make money when you put race cars ahead of production cars because. You just don't have that many people walking out buying race cars, and the and the purses back in those days was really not as substantial as they are today. Oh yeah, it was almost non-existent. It was the prestige. That was the purse. Was the prestige. So, how far back do you guys go with Enzo's life when he was a kid? Or how? I mean, I'm not giving away any of the movie, folks. Trust me, because it'll <laughs> set you on the edge of your seat. We we touch a little bit um, uh, in the 30s when he was actually a, a driver, um, and then we fast forward to uh, 1957. Okay, very very good. And I and folks, you're going to get everything you want in this movie. There's some there's some heartache, and I won't explain it to you. But the heartache did result in a vehicle being named after a situation that Enzo had to go through. Uh -huh. And I think that was probably one of the most devastating parts of his life that I don't think he ever got over. Yeah, I don't think that ever resolved for him. You know, it, I mean, that had to be, you're not supposed to bury your children. And so right. I'm sure that, you know, I can only, only imagine what that's like. And you could almost say that about everybody that has children, really, when you come right down to it. He wasn't, Absolutely. Any, he wasn't any different than anybody else. Uh, what was the reason you guys brought it out on Christmas Day? Was there any significance to it, or was it just that no one's working um, I wish I could answer that for you, but I think it's way above my pay grade, Dave. <laughs> and by the way, folks, you know, if the wife is sitting there listening to this, they're going, ah, oh, geez, another car movie. It's not a car movie. It's, it's, no. it's, a, it's almost a documentary. Yeah. I mean, we're covering, you know, part of Enzo's life and, you know, just the, the drama with the family struggle is it's, it's the way Michael tells the story, it's it's very captivating. Yeah, very, very much so. And the small clips that I have seen, you know, the 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 cinematography, the accuracy, the sound. I mean, you guys had to put a lot of effort into sound because any good car enthusiast, you know, they have to have the right sound to go with the, with the picture. Now, the sound guys did an amazing job. You know, and there was a whole dialogue of, you know, the different engines and how they sound, the, the V12 versus the V8, and the harmonics of all that. It just, yeah, it 
a car guy will definitely go, that's not right. <laughs> exactly. And I don't know, I, it didn't say who the driver was. He was sitting in a Ferrari, and he'd taken it out for a buzz, and he came back, and he says, well, it doesn't have an ashtray, and Maserati <laughs> has an ashtray. I don't know who that guy was, but I'm surprised Enzo didn't punch him dead in the nose. That was yeah. That that was uh, Piero Taruffi who oh. wound up winning the Mila Miglia. But they, you know, they're uh, they had a long relationship, so I think he was able to get away with uh, some of that banter with Enzo. Yeah, no, it's uh, so it's it's going to be airing on Christmas Day, folks. Wherever you're at in the United States and probably around the world, as we do podcasts, this show, just Google Ferrari theaters in your area <clears throat> and there's a good chance you're going to be able to uh take the family and go watch an amazing amazing movie and i'm i, I will be attending uh christmas day as well dave well i'm sure you will even though yeah. of course because you want to see it from the other side <laughs> absolutely i do it's 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 really fun to sit with an audience uh and watching the film it oh. has a different feel to it you know well, you know, no offense, but nobody knows you if they walked into a grocery store and seen you pick no. it up. They wouldn't know you from Adam, right? Absolutely, yeah. And that does kind of make it nice when you want to have dinner with the family and you don't get inundated by, you know, all kinds of people plus the paparazzis. So we were trying to talk a little bit off air about what's your next uh, adventure, and I'm sure you're like the car manufacturers. You can't talk about it. But I was suggesting... The, the, a history of Dale Earnhardt Sr. We did. They did a film on him late nineties. Um, yeah, like not like what you guys do, and not uh -huh. with the, and not with the technology that you guys have today versus the nineties. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, you're 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 absolutely correct. Yeah, we could do it better today for sure. Yeah, and I think I mean, and to me, I mean. And that's only because I'm a, just a die in the wool. I mean, I have a shrine at my house, okay, with every single thing I could find that, uh, in relationship to Earnhardt. It's in wow. my house, in the front room, okay? But that's just me. <laughs> I love but that. I am a, I'm, a, I'm a total nut. And I'm a Ferrari guy. I'm a Cooper guy. I'm a, I'm a look. I didn't go to my class, high school uh, prom, because Monaco, Monte Carlo was on the same day as our our dance, I said to hell with this dance and the girls and stuff. I'm going to go watch this movie. I mean, I'm going to get your priorities straightened out. I love it. Well, you know, I mean, it is what it is. So, uh, yeah, no, I, I was so excited when uh, Henry asked me to, to chat with you one more time. Uh, anything outstanding, anything that, 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 that you would like to just you know, let the listeners know about the movie and why it'd be so important for you to go see it? I think it's just it's overall it's it's a good story. Um, there's some great car action in it. Um, you'll get to see some parts of Italy because we filmed the whole thing in Italy. So you're going to see some you know really gorgeous uh, landscapes that just it takes your breath away. They're just beautiful. Yeah. Well, we're going to air this. I'm airing this uh, interview. In fact, I'm probably going to be by myself for six hours because. For whatever reason, everybody else has family. I do too, but you know, 
I'm probably going to air both your interviews, the one we did originally, then do this one back-to-back, and I'll probably sprinkle it through six hours of of radio, which I do every Sunday on KCBQ. So, yeah, I'm a staunch fan of yours, my friend. I appreciate that. Thank you. Out and have a beer, and we can talk, and because I'm sure you and, and 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 again, I said it last interview, and I'll say it again. 2024, the Robert Nagel book is coming out. <laughs> I do need to do something like that. Oh, oh, we've had this conversation. I know, know. I know, I know. I'm not going to leave you alone. I'm going to bug it. You do it, so just be ready. Yeah. Please do, Dave. And by the way, you're not the only one that's that's asked about that. So there must be something there. It's got to tell you something, and you're not getting any younger. No offense. I'm what? Really huh? <laughs> hey, and a book from you will put you on easy street, and you won't have to risk your life anymore. Hmm. Think about it. Yeah. No. Yeah. You got something there for sure. All right. Hey. I'm going to wish you a very, very, very Merry Christmas. And I cannot wait to see the movie. And you know there's going to be a backup interview because then I, once I see the movie, then I've got to have you back on and we'll talk about it because eventually it'll be on DVD and it'll be all the streaming services. And Right. I have, no, I, yeah, I would love I have, that, Dave. I have all the Ford versus Ferrari. My wife, like I told you last time, she says, oh, let's watch Ford versus Ferrari tonight. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I love that. I'm, she says it, but I'm, I'm thrilled to death, and I love her to death for it. So, buddy, you have a great Merry Christmas, and I will be talking to you down the road. A wonderful Merry Christmas to you, Dave, and your family, and I look forward to chatting with you again, my friend. All right, folks, welcome back to the You Ought to Know Show, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. This segment is brought to you by South Bay Auto House. If you've got a Mercedes Benz and you're looking for an alternative, you might want to give the boys a check out over there at South uh, South Bay. Uh, Gary and Rick will really take good care of you. 25 years service. They have their own parts department in house. Uh, in fact, if you're thinking about selling your Mercedes and buying a new one, give me a shot. Might give you more money than what you'd think. Go to AutoHouseSouthBay.com, AutoHouseSouthBay.com, and Express Auto Service at 7633 Elk Boulevard. Dave and Connie, family-owned and operated. Go to ExpressAutoServiceLaMesa.com. Make sure you tell them I sent you. They do anything and everything, plus classic cars. All right, Kristen Barclay took the day off. She's got family and doing the Christmas thing. Brian was kind enough to step in, and uh, he's going to do two segments for us today. Brian, how are you? I was fine until I heard you tell your uh, your last uh, interview guest that you're going to be doing the whole six hour show by yourself. So I guess I'm really not here. Well, Brittany you know, is I, sitting it's, here. It's just, my Brit- voice, my <laughs> voice is a figment of your imagination. I'm really not here. So well, that's true. I'm okay. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Damn. I, I mean, I'm like, well, what oh, you you're know? gonna be fine, Buckaroo. So hey, I've got a great. I've got your buddy on. It's the last uh, segment. Right after you, Jeff Gilbert, talking about okay, the, the lineup for uh, NACTOI. When do you guys actually? Well, then, see- then you just then you just destroyed. No, 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 no. I mean, we <laughs> talked a little bit about you know the the the, 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 the cars that were lined up, but when do you guys actually vote to see who the winner is in each group? 
Yeah, it was Friday. Friday was the deadline. Okay, so you since he didn't give me the winners, he just gave me the cars that were in each group. And that's what I had planned to do, but now I have nothing to talk to you about. Yes, you do, because <laughs> you have to talk about the fact uh, of of basically how you came about it. And he spoke quite highly of you, I might add. So, well, thank you. I'll leave. I'll leave that. I'll leave that part to uh, to Jeff because he's the president. Well, but all he's talking. Him. But all he's talking about are the finalists, and that's all you're. You're yeah, not. Yeah, that's 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 all. That's all I plan to talk about as well. Okay. So let's just go over. We, you know, it doesn't hurt to say the finalists uh, um, more than once because I mean this is an important uh, time of the year. So. Uh, for, for for and Jeff will explain the whole North American Car of the Year awards process. Uh, it's been around for over forty years. There are fifty jurors in North America who decide uh, who vote on what they think, what we think rather, because I'm one of the jurors. Mm-hmm. Are the uh, top automobiles, uh, top cars, top sport utilities, and top trucks in uh, on sale in North America, which includes. Um, doesn't include all of North America because Mexico is not factored in. So I, I don't quite understand why that is, but it's it's really, you know, the United States. The, the jurors are from the United States and Canada. Right. So let me ask you a question because I, yes. I didn't have a chance to ask Jeff, uh, mainly because I didn't know him that well and I wasn't as comfortable talking to him as I am to you. But right. I noticed in the uh, in the North American Car of the Year, there were basically two electrics and one gas. Uh, and then, so I guess my question is, why wouldn't there be a separate segment for gas? I mean, electric. Well, uh, electric. You mean a separate segment? Yeah, yeah. Well, first of all, you're, you're incorrect when you say that. There are two. Um, there are two. Like the Honda Accord is available in. Internal combustion and in hybrid mode. Right. Uh, the Toyota Prius is available as the Toyota Prius okay. gasoline and the Toyota Prius Prime, which is um, I, I know they're both hybrids. They're not electric cars. Right. The electric car is the Hyundai Ioniq Six. So, but there are one, two, three, four, five electric cars as finalists in the sport utility section. Dave, mm-hmm. every car is from Korea, and every car is fully electrified, the Genesis electrified GV70, Kia EV9, and the Kona, uh, well, the Kona is a hybrid or an electric vehicle, so you have a, a little split there. I should point out, and Jeff will touch on this again, that in the uh, utility vehicle category, Bubbles EX30 was one of the initial finalists, but they had to back out because they weren't able to deliver a car this calendar year. The car has to be delivered and on the streets right. by the end of 2023, so the uh, Hyundai Kona replaced uh, the Kia. Uh, I'm sorry, the Volvo EX30 as the uh, as the third uh, selection for uh, utility vehicle of the year. Okay, so uh, the year. But let, let's go back. Go to, let's go back to my original question, though. In the uh, utility vehicle of the year category. Mm-hmm. There's an awful lot of gas-powered utility vehicles. Why wouldn't they separate gas from electric, hybrid? That is a question. I've been on this panel now for four years, Dave. And every year I, at the big uh, brouhaha, the big roundabout, Mm -hmm. uh, the powwow, rather, that we do um, 
in Ann Arbor, Michigan. It's a, it's an actoy drive where the manufacturers bring all the cars and the jurors assemble. And we spend three days just driving these cars nonstop. So we have a meeting to select the new board members and, you know, catch up on actoy business. And every year I ask the question, why is there not a separate electric car category? And it gets shot down every year, so I can't answer that for you. Um, it's just, it's not a separate category, okay. which I think it should be. I, that's but why I, I, don't I have yeah. It. Okay. it doesn't make any sense to compare an electric car to a uh, to a gasoline-powered no. car. It just doesn't make any sense to me. But who am I? I'm just a juror. I'm not on the board. <laughs> uh, you know, it just doesn't make any sense. You know, it's, and sometimes, you know, Things are when you when when things are a certain way. Sometimes it takes a while to to change things. Mm-hmm. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Well, and like I said, because I, I can almost guarantee you, you get the question from your friends and family, and and they probably want to know, well, what about this car, or what about that car? And let's say it's gas, but it doesn't it doesn't fit. And you know as well as I do that particular gas-powered car might have all the attributes necessary to be in the uh, the, the runnings. But be that as it may, we'll just have to wait and see. Um, I thought you guys were well. You're set at fifty uh, journalists, right? So, but you sure. still you still have an opportunity to bring on more journalists. I think it's set at fifty, and uh, they go through a vetting process every year to to kind of, uh, you know, weed out people that may have, numbers may have declined and, uh, you know, maybe maybe they didn't vote. If you don't vote, then you don't stay on the panel. Gotcha. If you don't turn in your ballot by close of business on December the 22nd, uh, which was Friday, uh, like, and I turned in my ballot. I'm I'm sitting in the Prius Prime right now, which is one of the finalists. Right. And uh, at the end of the process, uh, Hyundai uh, reached out to me, put me in a Kona, which is one of the finalists. Uh, I was in the um, Ford Super Duty, the F-350 right. Super Duty, which is one of the finalists. Right. Um, uh, Toyota, I was in the, the Honda Accord, the Hyundai Ioniq 6, and the Toyota Prius Prime back-to-back. And I'm sitting in the Prius Prime right now. So I didn't turn in my vote until 15 minutes before it was due. Mm. And the uh, agency that works for NACTOY, they were like, dude, where's your ballot? I'm like, I told you that I would turn it in on time, and I was in the Prius, and yeah. give me a second, and I'll I'll turn it in. So right. um, the voting will take place. The actual announcement will take place in Detroit. It's still considered the, uh, you know, the, the motor capital of the U.S. Mm-hmm. Uh, on January 4th, the day before my birthday, uh-huh. the day before, two days, two days before a uh, day of infamy. But, um... <laughs> Hey, uh, <laughs> you know, I had to get that in. <laughs> yeah, you did. I understand. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So, right. um, yeah, January 4th, and uh, we'll be good to go. So after the break, we'll talk a little bit more about Carman and some yeah. of the other cars that drove right up to the end. Yeah. Well, hey, throw the old man's name into the hat if they're looking for another jury. I'd love to go riding with you. I certainly will, Dave. All right, we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to the You Ought to Know Show, AM 1170, The Answer. Folks, welcome back. You're listening to the You Auto Know Show FM 
1170 The Answer. is brought to you by Bumper Docs and T, scratches, dings, and dents. Get your headlights resurfaced. Get the dents taken out of your car. Might even get some body work. A little paint, a little touch-up. Bumper Doc is family-owned and operated, and they'll take good, good care of you. Go to Bumper or Santee. BumperDoc.com, Santee. BumperDoc.com. John's Automotive Care at 6267 Riverdale Street. That's the original. They've got three locations. Go to John's with San Diego Auto Repair.com. AAA approved NAP Auto Care, ASC certified. I've got Brian Armstead on the line, and we've been talking about NACTOY, which is a jury group of uh, seasoned journalists uh, driving everything the manufacturers make, pretty much. And then between the 50 group, they come up with a list of who's who in car, truck, and SUV. And, uh, God, I can't believe you've been on the board, on the jury for four years now. Man, time flies. Yeah, it does, Dave. It really does. Yep. So, um, you know, we, uh, I think the, the most intriguing category, first of all, the, I don't know if you noticed, Dave, but the, and I did point it out, but the SUV category is is all Hyundai Group. You have Genesis, Kia, and Hyundai, all owned by, all owned by the Hyundai uh, Group conglomerate. Yeah, and who would uh, think the North? Yeah, and you have all uh, you have a, a Japanese Korean built car and a Toyota uh, in the car of the year segment, and then in the truck of the year, it's tried and true, true blue. Chevy Colorado, Chevy Silverado EV, and the Ford Super Duty. Now, Dave, we all know that the Ford F-150 and the Super Duty series has been the best-selling truck in the United States for, what, 40-plus years now? At least. Yeah. Man, I got to tell you, uh, and I'm not trying to give away my hat here, because all three of the, uh, the finalists are, are terrific. But that F1, that F3, I drove the F350 Super Duty. And I was struck by, and I had the top-of-the-line model, which is fairly expensive. Uh, but what struck me most about the car, and when, you, when, we, when we narrow it down to the finalists, you look, you, know, you look under the floor mats, basically, to see what the differences are between all of the three. Chevy Silverado EV, terrific vehicle. But right now, it's only being produced for commercial use. Colorado's a great truck, but that F-350 Super Duty struck me in ways that no truck has ever struck me before. Number one, I'm able to completely extend both legs in the car, which is something I've never, ever done in any car, period, in the 27 years I've been writing and talking about automotive. Uh, It's got a ride quality on the top trim level that is as supple as a sport utility vehicle, and I say that because... After I had the uh, a couple of days in the Super Duty to kind of finalize my thoughts, my neighbor took me to pick up some things in his F-350 Super Duty, but he had the base XL trim, and I had the top-of-the-line trim. His XL trim was bouncing all over the road. I'm like, Stan, uh, this is not quite like the Super Duty that just left my driveway yesterday. He said, well, this is the base trim. So... You, the old mantra, you get what you pay for, holds true with the F-350 Super Duty. If you want 
you know, uh, they both had a, a terrific turbo diesel engine that, you know, can really haul butt and gets decent fuel economy. But the difference in the ride quality and the build quality was just was noticeable. It was marked. Uh, so congrats to all three, you know, Chevy, Ford. I'm surprised that uh, I don't think Ram came out with anything new that made the list this year. They did and just didn't make the finalist list. But um, super strong contenders in the car category, the Honda Accord, the ride dynamics are superb. But it's just a it, – it has, you know, some cheap things inside, as does this Toyota Prius. Like, I'm going to blow the horn for you on this Prius. Tell me if you can hear a uh, blow. Oh, yeah. That's Toyota. It's, it sounds like Tweety Bird. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, and, and why in a world of 10,000-pound Hummers and 7,000-pound sport utility and pickup trucks, why would you build a Tweety Bird horn in a small car that the Prius Prime is when in a, you know, in a world where you're dodging massive vehicles all day and you need to make your presence known, you're already sitting lower than those vehicles as it is. Mm-hmm. And this is just an example of some of the, um, the, you know, the nickel and dime um, decisions that are made to bring a car to market at the, lowest, at the best possible quality but at the lowest possible price. And I've talked to Toyota about it. And it's just like we always say, you know, whenever we do a, a Hyundai or a Kia review, Dave, what's the only thing we say about those cars? Why do you get, why do you throw in the kitchen sink? Everything is included except for $200 or whatever it is for floor mats. Uh, you know, it's just mm. sometimes the decisions that these automakers make just doesn't make a lot of sense to, to you and me. So uh, I'm excited to, um, you know, to be a part of it. I think this Prius Prime is a great contender. Honda Accord is a really, really uh, solid contender. You know, for me personally, the Ionic 6 is a, it's a wonderful car, but it just, uh, you know, the price point versus the Honda Accord and the, uh, the you know, the, the Toyota Prius Prime just seems to not be in sync with, you know, where Americans are going with the electrification right now, where the infrastructure is going with the electrification right now. I mean, you have some Ford F-150 Lightnings that are claimed to be in the mid-200s of range, and people are getting sub-200-mile range out of these things. So I, I personally think we, I think there's some terrific EVs out there. I still uh, cast points for some EVs, but I, I think that we need to kind of slow down on this rush to electrification. We've had many conversations about this, Dave. Uh, I think that this Toyota Prius Prime is hybrid type of configuration that you can also get in the Kona. Uh, and then the Honda Accord, the, uh, the Accord that I drove was a hybrid, and it got 47 miles to the gallon. You got a nice size passenger car that gets 47 miles a gallon, and you can put four real adults in it. Mm-hmm. This Prius Prime is nice, but, you know, nobody is going to want to sit behind me in this car. No. And particularly with the new redesign with the kind of low roof line. I mean, I'm surprised I can sit up straight and, and not contact the uh, double panel uh, glass sunroof. It's a nice car. But um, I think that hybrids, and I'm showing, when I go to the uh, menu, I'm showing that I'm getting about 53 miles a gallon yeah. in this um, thing. That's, that's terrific. You know, I drive a Lexus LX570, and I absolutely love it, Dave. It's a 2015 it's got 100,000 miles on it. Mm-hmm. It's one of the nicest vehicles I've ever driven, but it's lacking two things. It's lacking a blind spot monitor for 2015, which is ridiculous because my 2007 Volvo has a blind spot monitor. Right. And it, it gets 
15 miles a gallon if I'm, you know, light on the throttle. If I get 18 miles a gallon on the highway, I'm popping champagne for the rest of the night. <laughs> you know, so, uh, I mean, we still have a ways to go, but I think that this whole NACTOID process of helping consumers to determine what some of the better, uh, uh, you know, and, 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 and even though we choose what we think is the best, that doesn't mean that a consumer is going to, you know, agree with us. But we just try to give the guidance as to what we think are the best category, uh, cars out there. Because you're right, we drive everything. Right. We drive everything. And we just give our opinion on what's what. Right. Uh, we don't call each other and come to a consensus. It's this individual voting process. There, uh, Deloitte, the uh, uh, accounting agency, uh, tallies the uh, ballots. Mm-hmm. Nobody sees them. Not even President Jeff Gilbert is coming on in a couple of minutes. Right. Nobody sees them until the official uh, an, uh, announcement uh, that Jeff and uh, I'm sure some of the other board members will be there as well in January in Detroit. So it's an exciting process. I'm proud to be part of the panel. Sure. And uh, let's see what happens uh, January 4th, Dave. Well, you know, it's a, it's a, you know, yeah. I, I totally agree with you. I mean, anytime somebody is trying to force you to buy something, you know the natural reaction is is to, is not to. I think electric vehicles have a future. I think there's Absolutely. other propulsion uh, systems out there that could have an opportunity. You know, look look back when uh, Henry Ford built the Model T. Why did everybody buy that car? Because it was so cheap. There was no reason why you couldn't. Because the market back then for gas powered automobiles were your top one percent. They were the only ones that could afford it. So he came out with that Model T. Then that way, everybody was able to afford it. And then we put in roads. And then we put in gas stations. Then we put in repair shops. Same thing like we we're dealing with with electric, except I am a firm believer the hybrid is the next step. And then sell the hybrids and then get to the electric. Once you have infrastructure in I mean, the administration's had how many millions of dollars to put in infrastructure, and not one charger has been put in. So we got to do our due diligence if they want us to change from fossil fuel to other alternatives. It's coming, hopefully in years in my lifetime. But I appreciate you uh, calling in. I want you to have a very, very merry Christmas. I'm getting, I'm getting cheated out of a minute here. What's going on, man? Uh, I don't know. That's my. Yeah, he is. Okay, that's two forty-three. <laughs> exactly. Uh, his clock okay. says different. All right, buddy. Okay. Well, Merry Christmas, Dave. Right. And hello, and we'll talk to you all next weekend. You got it, buddy. We're going to take a quick break. You are listening to You Auto No Show, FM ninety-six one AM eleven seventy. The answer. All right, folks, welcome back to the You Ought to Know Show, FM 961 AM 1170, The Answer. Segment's brought to you by FTS Auto Repair Shop, 7954 Daggett Street in San Diego. Go to ftsauto.com, Napa Auto Care, ASC certified, AAA approved, also works on classic cars. You will really enjoy hanging out with these guys. They do quality work, and they stand behind it for three years, 36,000 miles. Collision Dock, Kearney Mesa. Used to be a bumper dock. Now it's Collision Dock. 3885 Convoy Street in lovely San Diego. Go to collisiondock.com. Collisiondock.com. 858-252-7890. 
All right, we got Jeff Gilbert, president of NACTOY. Just finished talking to Brian about it. Let's hear what Jeff has to say. All right, folks. Hey, well, you know, another year has gone by, and there are a group of journalists. They're uh, called the NACTOY uh, uh, jury, North American. What's the rest of it, Jeff? North American Car, Truck, and Utility of the Year. That's why I've never been on the jury. I never could say what that meant. <laughs> we got Jeff Gilbert on the line. He's the president. And let me tell you what, folks, you think that'd be a glory job? It's not as gloriful as you would think. These guys and girls really have to really pound the asphalt to come up with winners in car, truck, and utility vehicle. And the, 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 the information is out. And you've got what? You've got 50 uh, journalists uh, within the jury? Yeah, right. The way it works is we're a group of automotive journalists, and it's limited to 50. We, we don't want it to get unwieldy. And we're all people who drive different vehicles. We all cover the auto industry. We cover from different areas. Some, like me, are a little bit more focused on the business end, but we also do the product. There are other people who are gearheads, some who are technology people. So we, we all vote on these vehicles. We drive them. We evaluate them, et cetera. Right. And, you know, uh, I have uh, Brian Armstead. He calls in on my radio show every Sunday. Brian's one of our jurors, yep. And he, he previewed the F-350. and He said that he was in a panic. He says he got it like two days before the jury was over, and he only drove it for two days. But like I told him, I said, well, at least you found a vehicle you fit in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Brian and I are about the same size, so I can I can relate to that. Oh my goodness! I, yeah, so it's that could be a slight challenge, but let's go ahead and get started. Let's uh, let's start off with cars. What is it that you look for in a vehicle before it even becomes a, you know, someone that you're going to put on the list to to consider? Yeah, the, the the first list is just vehicles that are eligible. You, you've got to be either all new for this model year or totally redesigned for the model year. So that's the first thing. Then we send it by our jurors who narrow that list down to something manageable. That's based on their knowledge of the cars, their knowledge of the companies. Some people have driven those cars already. Some haven't. So we, we get it down to where, okay, these are the vehicles that we think are the best of the model year. So we have a drive event outside Detroit in Ann Arbor, Michigan, every year where all of our jurors are invited. We have just about all of the vehicles there. Sometimes logistically we can't get all of them, but that gives us a chance to drive them back to back. And most of us are automotive journalists, so we do get a chance to take these vehicles home. Sometimes the car companies have events that they take us to where we learn more about them. So with all of that done, we vote the first time, and that's on the finalists. We have 25 points to give to different vehicles, can't give more than 10 to one, only one vehicle can get 10. So that lets us spread those around, and the top three finishers are finalists. Right now, we've started voting among those finalists to determine who the winner is, and the winners will be announced at a big ceremony in the Detroit area on January 4th, and nobody but the people at Deloitte who count the ballots. They're the only people who know who the winners are. They're sworn to secrecy. The rest of us find out when we open the envelope. Okay, so then let's go ahead and talk about the the three, and, it, and you're going to list them not in any 
necessarily order, just the three vehicles that are in the running for car of the year. Yeah, and, and I'll do them alphabetically because that's how they're listed in front of me. Honda's Accord, Hyundai Ioniq 6, and the Toyota Prius and Prius Prime. So you've got a real heart-of-the-market family vehicle in the Accord, something that's new and techy in the Ioniq 6, and the Toyota Prius, Prius Prime, which is a champion in terms of fuel economy, but the new version is much better looking than any previous Prius. Well, and it's funny you say that because my wife drives a Prius V in 2012. And she even yeah. said, when are they going to change the body? I go, Toyota doesn't work that way. If it's not broke, they don't change it. And finally, they yeah. came out with Prius Prime, and I think it blew every journalist. And I knew that would be on the list. Okay, so let's go to trucks. Yeah, truck of the year. This is where it's all American. You've got the Chevy Colorado, nice midsize pickup. The Silverado EV, which is the beginning of Chevy's electric truck lineup, and the Ford Super Duty, which for many people is the ultimate work truck. Yeah, like Brian said yesterday, 40,000-pound tow capacity on the 350. That is almost mind-boggling. All right. So well, not, not, not just that, not just that, but the fact that you can actually handle something this big in a fairly tight parking lot and and if you get an upper trim, you've got a luxury car. Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. I know he was he was gushing pretty heavy duty on it, and he always has his little quibbles. But I didn't hear one of them come out of him yesterday. All right, so let's. So go I guess to the, I know how he's voting. Yeah, maybe so. Well, <laughs> he, like you guys said, you fit. So let let's talk yeah. about utility vehicle because the utility vehicles have wiped out four door sedans and coupes pretty much 100% with with a utility vehicle because that's what the consumers are looking for. Yep, this is the heart of the market. And in this case, all three are Korean brands. You've got the Genesis Electrified GV70, high-end electric vehicle. Genesis, of course, is Hyundai's luxury brand. You've got the Kia EV9, their midsize utility. The EV6 was a winner last year. The EV9 is larger. It's a three-row electric SUV. And then you've got the Hyundai Kona and Kona EV, where, you know, you have this one vehicle, the Kona, which is a nice small utility, but you can also get an electric version. Exactly. And, and you know, just a little tidbit, uh, I was a service manager in my career before I went to radio and TV, and I was a service manager when Hyundai came to the United States. And my owner came to me one day, and I was working at a Lincoln Mercury dealer. And Lincoln had the EEC system, which is their new electronic uh, engine control management system that was absolutely disastrous. And people were getting towed in left and right. So my boss says, hey, we're going to come up with an import. I go, sir, I can't keep the Lincolns on the road. What in the world are you doing that for? Because we can sell them for fifty nine ninety five. I said, what is it? He said, I don't know. It starts with an H. And I can't pronounce it. Starts with an H. So I walk out in the lot, and there's a little baby blue Hyundai XL. And I said, oh, my goodness. And Hyundai told us, just stick with us. We're going to make it happen. And son of a gun, now they're, in the, now they're in the running for utility vehicle of the year. And it's not like their first time on your guys' list. Oh, no. And they, they've won a number of awards from us, from Motor Trend. I mean, Hyundai perennially uh, scores high in consumer reports and J.D. Power rankings when it comes to vehicle quality. This is 
This is not the Hyundai of 1990. Uh, not by a stretch. So you're all done. Now you're starting off with 24. Uh, are you surprised outside of a truck that uh, you're starting to see hybrids and electric vehicles uh, float into the mix? Now, the last couple of years, we've seen a lot of electric vehicles in the mix, and and, and the re- and in fact, in disproportionate numbers compared to about the 7% of sales that they represent, although out on your side of the country, the, the sales the market share for EVs is a lot higher than it is here in the Midwest. But the, right. the reason that they're so represented in awards competitions is this is where car makers are making big investments is in EVs, and this is where they want to make a big splash. So it should be no surprise that when you're driving a new or redesigned vehicle back-to-back, the EVs are going to catch your attention because, uh, again, when a car maker is looking to spend money to develop a new vehicle, EVs are, are sort of, you know, where they're really making the major push these days. Without a shadow of a doubt. And it's funny, I'm kind of, maybe because I was a service manager, I'm, I'm kind of the Don Quixote for the auto industry. And I, people say, well, I, I, there's not enough this or there's not enough that. So I, I, I came up with this thought back in the 1900s when we went from horse and carriage to automobile, we didn't have roads, we didn't have gas stations, we didn't have repair shops, and we had to go through almost the same growing pains that we're doing with EVs and electrics, except we have better roads. And I tell people, you just got to wait until the technology catches up. You know, the people that, that could afford gas cars back in the 1900s were the rich, and they bought all the cars. Henry Ford, seen that, came out with a Model T where everybody could get a car. It's a little harder to do with an electric vehicle because of what you have to put into it. But, you know, eventually I think electric vehicles are going to, you know, end up, you know, being, we're going to have this same story in 20, 30 years. You're like, hey, remember when we went from gas cars to electric cars? So I try to get people to just understand that, you know, you just have to roll with it until such time as technology catches up. Well, if you take a look, uh, first modern electric vehicle I drove, and I'm not counting, you know, the, the ones who were like science experiments back right. in the 90s and, and early 00s, but about a decade ago, Nissan put out the Leaf, which was really the first modern electric vehicle. That thing could get you 70 to 80 miles on a good day with charge. Now, 250 miles charge is the price of entry, and it's more likely going to be over 300 miles. So that's a pretty significant increase in a decade. Are EVs right for everybody? No, they they wouldn't fit my lifestyle now because I do a lot of driving. Right. Uh, but for people who are commuting, they would be perfect because, you know, you're probably never going to have to recharge it outside of your home. Now, fast forward a few years. If they fix the situation where you're able to recharge as fast as you can fill up with gasoline and you can get the range up to about 500 miles, which would be typical for how long it is between gasoline fill-ups, then you probably don't have a reason not to buy an EV. But we're not there yet, but we are there for some people. Exactly. And, And I try to tell people, you know, and I mention it to the car manufacturers when I'm on a press event. You know, when when are we going to see that $10,000 electric car? And they look at me like, what are you talking about? I said, well, you know, the guys and girls that work at minimum wage jobs, 
yes, minimum wage has come up considerably, but you still have issues with buying an electric vehicle. And I know, I think Chevrolet has probably got the least expensive electric vehicle on the market right now with the Bolt. But, and they just say, well, you know, we just don't have it yet. Is that going to eventually show up? I don't know. But I think they're going to have to come up with something that will fulfill that driver, you know, to where they can get from point A to point B uh, off of electric. Now, me personally, I have solar and a level two charger at my house because I live out in the hills of San Diego, so I'm not even close to any kind of a charger. And I think that's the best option for someone that doesn't live close to chargers. Yeah, that makes sense. And and again, low price, uh, you can't get a new gasoline-powered car really for under $20,000 these days. So prices prices are high to begin with. But as more and more EVs are out there, more and more will filter into the used car market, and that's where you're going to find the, the less expensive ones. But, you know, un- unfortunately, the flip side of that is so many improvements are being made that what's in the uh, used car market with an EV is going to feel like a used iPhone. Why isn't that the truth? Jeff, this has been an awesome interview. Uh, I'd like to have you back once you guys have uh, crowned the winners. Uh, And we'll do another recap for my listeners. And thank you for everything you do. And I hope you have a wonderful holiday season. Hope you do the same. And it was an honor being on with you. And I'll be glad to talk to you after we actually open the envelopes and know who the winners are. I can't wait. All right, bud. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.